direct democracy will give the most legitimacy to the government because you are directly responding to the will of the people. Overall, instead of trying to enact more direct democracy, what we really should be doing is to try improve our own system of representative democracy. Hello everyone, I'm Charlie and welcome to Pupil Politics and today we've got a debate on our hands and the subject of this debate is should the UK make greater use of direct democracy? We've got two debating teams with us uh, arguing for, uh, we have Adam and Millie from Pupil Politics and from Cadbury College we have Halima and Despreet. Uh, there will be no judges for this debate but we will be running polls on the issue on both Twitter and Instagram at Pupil Politics so make sure to check us out there after this debate. Uh, so could I please ask the people politics team to make their opening statement? Cool. Um, okay. Um, direct democracy should be in wider use in the UK for a series of reasons. The first of which is more engaged public, a better and more reactive political system which engages with, uh, with the wants and needs of its people. And representative democracy is famous for leaving people ignored and left out of political discourse. This is for these reasons and many others that we feel as if direct democracy should be in wider use in the UK. Thank you. And can I now ask Cadbury College to make their opening statement? Uh, we believe that the UK should not make greater use of direct democracy because it is highly inefficient and it has many consequences and flaws, such as voter fatigue and low turnout, as seen in many referendums, such as the AV referendum. Also, we will address a recent example of direct democracy, that is Brexit, which resulted in much turmoil and exemplified the many negatives of direct democracy. Thank you. So could I now ask Pupil Politics to ask a question to Cadbury College? Um, when you talk about Brexit, would you say that um, it was a bad decision that the UK went to referendum to uh, decide if we should leave the European Union or not? Yeah, we agree that it was a bad decision um, as Brexit as a whole was an anomaly and um, um, on the whole was an uninformed vote um, of the public. Um, yeah. And also, I think we have like uh, factual, well, data evidence that states this as well, because uh, there was a petition online in which over six million people assigned to revoke Article 50, which shows there was much deep regret in our nation after Brexit. So would you not say that, as you very rightly say, it was such a divisive issue, that it was a good thing that it went to the public? Because if we left that in the hands of people that we've elected in, who really we have absolutely no control over the decisions that they make, do you not think that that would be, you know, more morally wrong for them to, you know, go and enact Brexit in a in a breath of which doesn't take it to the direct vote of the people? Do you think that was that, that was a better route of action? Or do you think it would be to let the people really have their say? Even, you know, I mean, fine, that there, there were, you know, there, there were people who maybe did vote on um, feeling rather than uh, genuine education and politics in the 2016 referendum. But I really do still strongly feel as if they voted based on, you know, the, the, the goodwill of, you know, having their say rather than handing over their sovereignty to, you know, either, you know, remaining with the European Union or coming out and them having absolutely no say about it because of the people that they um, they voted in with not really a lot on the uh, manifestos with regard to the uh, relationship with the European Union. Well, to be honest, I agree with your point on the lack of uh, political education in this country. And so I think that actually led to a lot of people uh, regretting their decision on Brexit because 
uh, the Leave campaign, as was stated by many newspapers after the fact, they told many lies and it led people to make decisions which were well in, uninformed. So if we had left it up to the politicians who we have voted to represent us at the end of the day, they would have maybe made a bit of a more well-informed and rational decision because many of the many of the um, choices we made were based on um, emotions, which yeah. we kind of ended up in a sticky situation in the end in which people wanted to turn back, but it was too late at this point. Your point about handing over um, responsibility to politicians um, who know what they're doing might have been true, say, 50 years ago. But um, there's a study by the House of Commons Library in 2012 that revealed a, quote, dramatic rise in the number of so-called professional politicians um, whose numbers have increased almost fourfold over the past 30 years and goes on to say that 90 MPs have never held a job outside politics against 20 in um, 1982. How can we expect to hand over our power to people that don't have a wide view of society around them and have only been employed in the political sector? Yeah, I agree with you on that point in terms of the lack of representation in politics and how, um, well, many politicians have second jobs, etc. Um, and in general, um, how, yeah. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. And um, to be honest, I, I understand where you're coming from in terms of politicians aren't well equipped these days. I, I have to agree there. But is the public any better equipped, in your opinion? Well, I would suggest that the working, you know, the public are working people who, you know, have their own views on, you know, on society. It's, it's almost um, undermining to suggest that the public aren't, you know, reasonably well informed, e even if they don't have, you know, the, the greatest view of politics ever, you know, that they've still got their own view on the world, which they should be allowed to express. And they should be allowed to express that in forms of uh, referendums. I, I think it's a fantastic thing that, you know, we have referendums in the UK, even if they are only, you know, three times in every hundred years, as it seems that they are at the moment. You know, it, it's a really fantastic thing, you know, that we can, you know, express ourselves via ref uh, referendums. Yeah, the public express their views um, in general elections and pressure groups and the politicians we have in now are actually challenging the democracy that we have, especially with the police crimes and sentencing bill, which would, um, well, that would, um, in effect, take away a lot of our protesting rights and our freedom of speech rights. So the public do express their interest in um, politics and they generally seem well informed um especially the younger generations because a lot of them politics is hereditary um and also um well yeah and also if i may add to that in terms of all of our population representing their views well in this country we have a majority white country we're quite a conservative country and say we were to lead a lot of things to in the hands of direct democracy um, I think it would dis disproportionately negatively affect many minority groups. And unless you can think of a way we can safeguard them through direct democracy, I think it would actually disadvantage many people. Thank you, guys. I'm just going to have to stop you there just so in the interest of time. This is a really good discussion. Uh, but, uh, you know, if we talk about Brexit the whole time, it might get a bit heated. Uh, so could I, uh, could I ask Cadbury College to ask a question to the people politics team? What um, examples of direct democracy do can you um, uh, tell us about, like in the past, that have worked viably? 
Uh, well, I, I don't think that there's a huge problem with um, Brexit. Uh, it, it showed that there was a common consensus in the UK that you know we do want to leave the European Union, and I think it was exercised brilliantly. And you know, the, by the look of the government in 2015, you know, when it was first elected in, it wasn't a government which looked like it wanted to leave the EU. And then, when it was taken to referendum it was proven that we do want to leave the EU. You know, I mean, we, we talk about the flaws of the uh, party politicians, as you say, when, you know, these are the people who are using representative democracy on a year-on-year -year basis. You know, I mean, we're, we're, you know, advocating for a direct democracy where we can, ex you know, where we can express our views uh, via uh, referenda. Yeah, can you give um, examples of other countries who have used direct democracy feasibly? Uh, Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland is good. Um, of course, the, the, it's their main use of democracy, I believe, is, in, um, is with regard to uh, direct democracy. Um, it, it has had a couple of uh, flaws, but, you know, so, so, is, um, so is representative democracy all, all across the world. I think Switzerland is a glowing example of how uh, a direct democracy can be used and to, uh, to directly follow the will of the people. I mean, th this really does go back to the grounding, you know, philosophy of what democracy is, you know, it, it is the rule of the people. And I think Switzerland is a, grow, is a glowing example of how the rule of the people can be exercised. And also, if I can um, add to that, ancient Greece is a great example. And obviously, there are many differences um, between ancient Greek society and um, British society now and every other society now. But if there were modifications that we took to update um, the the infrastructure needed um, to implement direct democracy, I think it would be a, a um, great um, way of showing the will of the people. Well, actually, in Switzerland, as you mentioned, there is quite a low voter turnout in comparison to the rest of Europe in which we have representative democracy. And also in terms of direct democracy, if we would have many referendums over and over again, our voters would get very fatigued and that could lead to very poor decision making. And it's not because they're uninformed. It's just because if you stress a person out multiple times, it could end up being a very difficult decision for them to make. Yeah, um, and also in terms of direct democracy, voter fatigue is a massive problem. If people are um, regularly voting on um, issues that seem to be repetitive, you'll have even further apathy um, and low, low, even lower voter turnout. Um, also, there's other countries who have um, more direct democracy than us, so like the US. Um, and they have a lot of, um, through direct, direct democracy, it allows a lot of voter suppression to happen. And there's quite a bit areas. of political conflict and turmoil there, as we all know. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, fine, you can talk about how, um, how you know, voter turnout has been affected in countries where, you know, more direct democracy has been used. But, you know, I mean, let, let's take a look at the UK, where we use a lot more representative democracy. You know, I mean, since the 1970s, our levels of turnout has been falling dramatically. I mean, let's not stand here and pretend and talk about this as if it's a issue which only affects, you know, countries where... Uh, where um, direct democracy is exercised, it's it's uh, it's exercised all across the world. You know, it's I mean, voter turnout is falling rapidly, and I really don't feel like there's a lot that we can do about it. With representative democracy, we may as well just go to direct democracy, where we can really see what the people are saying rather than a turnout, which is you know almost embarrassing.
I think in terms of representative democracy, what is the point of having direct democracy where essentially everyone is regurgitating the same thing if they believe the same thing, whereas if we have an elected rep well, elected representative and representative democracy where we get to know our elective electives um, and feel confident that they represent our views and what we believe in, um, that is most important. Um, and s small margins, um, you like voting systems where um, you win by a small margin is shown through direct democracy. And also there are examples of this uh, direct democracy having very low turnout in the UK. Um, regional referendums for mayoral elections, they have very low turnouts, even though many would argue, if you ask them, they probably would say they cared about their mayor, but in reality, they aren't turning up to show anything about it. And even in the AV referendum, uh, um, it had a 42% uh, voter turnout, even though many could argue there's many um, negatives with our first past poll voting system. And maybe they would care if we educate them about more, but then in reality, as of now, it seems direct democracy doesn't work because of our lack of political education. Thank you guys, some very strong responses there. Uh, could I now ask the People Politics team to make their closing statement? I think what our argument has shown is that direct democracy will give the most leg legitimacy to the government because you are directly responding to the will of the people, not through some watered down um, manifesto by some um, other representative um, because in re representative democracy you have issues like policy bundling where you are not representing your people you are putting issues together that your electorate might not agree on and with direct democracy you as i've said you will have feedback to that absolute point of um, what your voters want. Thank you. And now Calvary College. Whilst I agree with the sentiment that um, direct democracy um, can um, help a lot of people get um, their opinions forward more directly, um, people the the point of manifestos is written through people's interests, and the part um, representative democracy helps reflect people's interest through their manifesto as people are asked um, what they would like to what their how their views want to be reflected in parliament um, and each with direct democracy each referendum each election would represent one particular issue whereas representative democracy um, would represent constituencies um, their views and um, their opinions and representative democracy is is helps to um, helps society reflect and helps you know marginalized people see um, people of their own kind like in pa pe um, positions of power. And so I think we we both think that overall, instead of trying to enact more direct democracy, what we really should be doing is to try improve our own system of representative democracy. Thank you. And now that wraps up our debate. Uh, thank you very much uh, to both teams for their stellar arguments. Uh, as I said, there won't be any judges for this debate, but we will be running polls at Pupil Politics on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so make sure to have your voice heard over there. Uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.